the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko. Andy's back. And because Andy's back, that means I'm also back. How you going, man? So you just decided to take a two-week holiday like I did? Uh, You know what, man? Yeah, kind of, but not not on purpose. It is a series of Jack-related events. Uh, maybe one of two of my own making, but we digress. You went to Japan. I did. Picked the wrong weekend. Japanese Grand Prix wasn't on. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's later in the year. Yeah, so tell us about Japan. It was fun. I got, I got a story. So we went to do street karting in Tokyo Bay. Okay. This is like... You, it's like a tour in a go-kart and you're driving on Japanese roads. And you dress up in like onesies and stuff, except the onesie I chose didn't fit me, so I only got to wear a cell from Dragon Ball Z hat. I mean, that's still pretty good. So you're all in characters, go-karts, driving around. Yeah, just streets. Yeah. You go over Rainbow Bridge, you go through like, I can't remember, the Man-Made Island, go to Rapogny, head back to the office. But there is a Formula One story here. Okay, so... I- can I have a guess? Do they have track times from drivers? No, they have drivers who have driven on the, the circuit, including names and photos of them on the go-karts. <laughs> you want me to go through some of the names? Yes, please. Kumai Kobayashi. That makes sense, <laughs> being a Japanese man. Fernando Alonso Diaz, which is Fernando's real name. Oh, re- really? <laughs> Former world champion Jensen Button. Okay. David Coulthard. Okay. Felipe Massa. How about you start telling me who's not there? I've got one more. Okay, who else? Rand Stroll. They spelt <laughs> his name R-A-N-S. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is fine. Everyone else is fine. And it was it's Lance because it, it was him and his Williams outfit with Felipe in the photo. And it was Rand, Rand Stroll. Stroll. Funniest thing I've ever fucking seen. As two white men living in Australia, it's hard for us to comment on that, except for saying, that's fucking gold, guys. More, please. (laughs) Like, genuinely, more of that. Well, the guy who was running it was American, so it makes it even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Him being American, he's probably fucking illiterate anyway, so he's just doing his best. Exactly. But fuck, man, it was funny as shit to say that. Yeah. Bunch of Formula F1 drivers had done this thing as well. I mean, it seems like such a cool experience. How much, roughly... Did it set you back to do this? I don't like 150 bucks. That's nothing. That's nothing. You just got to have an international driver's license. You pay like five bucks and you got full insurance for the whole thing just in case you crash, which they made it out like you were going to crash pretty easily because the, the go-kart turns tight. Nah, it doesn't. You're fine. If you can drive a car, you can drive this. How fast are they? So they can clock in at 50 Ks, he was saying. So that was about the max you could do. But if you're going downhill on a fat shit like me, you can get it up to 70. <laughs> you can it? only do 20 going up it, but you can do 70 <laughs> going down. I just love how you're like, look, I know this thing's limited for 50, but I have the power of physics and a porto on my side. Exactly. Watch this. Was it a, a race or just a tour? No, no, no. It's just a tour. So you've got to stay in line. They did give me the option. So it was just myself, my partner, two guys at the back who were there in case shit went wrong, and a tour guide at the front. Oh, this is literally just you guys. Yeah, no, so there was two groups that went out and yeah, we just went and they just took the two Aussies and the three Americans went with another group. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant for you. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's brilliant. No, I mean, that's going on the bucket list. I definitely want to try that. You definitely gotta try it if you go to Tokyo. Street karting in Tokyo Bay. And if you get Franz as your uh tour guide, you'll have a great time because he was really good. <laughs> I know, because I remember we spoke a little bit on our other show about your, I guess, cultural shock ah. being a gigantic white boy in a very, very small world. Yep. Are you glad to be back where everything is at your scale? I'm glad where I'm back where I can understand everyone. That that would also be incredibly hard. They, they speak Japanese, but they speak incredibly fast. 
Yep, and slang, colloquialisms, like learning languages. If you're bilingual, massive shout out. That shit's so hard. Even I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. <nah. laughs> and you're the most talented out of the three boys anyway. <laughs> so if you're not doing it, it's over. Yeah. It's over. We had two really good races. I want to say Plus both were sprint. really good. Plus, Plus a uh, sprint. you got to include the I sprint. I do. I go, God, Eight you sound points. like me. Yeah, <laughs> the roles are reversed. I hate the sprint too, but it was a race. It happened. Points were given out. We Sh- do need to talk about it. So what, what is it? Oh, there's one incident to talk about. Okay. So this isn't going to be like a normal review where we sit there and we'll review one race back to back. No, it's because Jack was lazy and didn't do two episodes that we now have to combine two into one. So if you remember back from our early days where every now and then we just crank out a three and a half hour show, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, probably be about an hour and a half. Yep, but it's also going to be a little bit more freeform than you're used to. So just prepare for that. F1 went to Austria, the Red Bull Ring. The best track. Best track. And I didn't get to watch it. You didn't get to watch it live. I didn't get to watch it live, being the timings, of course. Why? It's 11 p.m. here. It was 10 p.m. where I was. I was just asleep. Well, that's also my reason, too. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off. That's not a reason. That's so unfair, man. Uh, That's not a reason over here when you're doing nothing. I was previously that day I'd been doing something that might have made me sleepy. <laughs> but we digress. Austria, most picturesque track? Probably. Probably. Maybe the only one, but it's not a Formula One track at the moment, is Mount the Fuji circuit. Because you got Mount Fuji in the background. That's the only other one I can think of that's picturesque. Yeah. To that extent, because this one's in the Styrian Mountains. Yeah. And it, it's gorgeous. It's an incredibly fast track. It's got a big bull on it. It, it does. It is it is very Red Bull orientated. <laughs> you know what's really funny? My Red Bull shirt actually has that bull on the back of it. Nice. They've actually imprinted the the bull from the Red Bull ring on the back just to be like, yeah, that it's our bull. Good. Good. Uh, and it, uh, it has to be. So what was the race before Austria? What did we talk about last? It was Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Canada. It was Canada, and Canada was, yeah, all right. It happened. It happened. And then we get to Austria, and I think we all know what happened near the front. Well, it's the one incident that happened besides the rain. Yeah, we had a little bit of weather, too. So, start us off. Where do you want to do do incident first, or do you want to talk about how we think the teams did? No, nah, just do the incident first. Max and Checo had a coming together and both thought the other was at fault. Which, i tell you what, it was funny to watch back or uh, listen in on that incident because it was the firmest they'd ever been with each other, but they were both also incredibly like gentle and nice about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, he's a fuck. And it was kind of, Checo went, what's Max doing? And Max, Max was, was like, like, what the what the fuck's Checo yeah, doing? Checo just pushed me, bro. Like it was... Considering, like, Max is a psycho, and, and Checo's been known to, like, let his feelings be known over the radio before, it was very nice and gentle from the it Red Bull It was drivers. very calm for Red Bull drivers when normally they just punt each other off the track. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then the race went as we expected. Yeah, Max wins. Max, it's over. Season's over. It's Max's. <laughs> Checo is the only one with a car that can come close. And boy, is he not on a good run at the moment. No, he's not. What? What is it? Five races in a row, no Q3 appearance? Yep. Yep. Um, and a lot of them are from just pace. Simple pace. Which is strange because that car is the second rocket ship. It was meant to be a second rocket ship, but it's not. Not in the hands of Checo at the moment. Now, we spoke a little bit about why we thought that last night on our little, hey, uh, Danny's back. Woo! Which is still the most important news of the whole next two weeks. Uh, what do you mean next two weeks? The rest of the year. Welcome back to Formula Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> We're very excited to have our it's mascot been half back. a year. It's and it, Really? Is that all? It's only been 10 races. Oh, I feel like I haven't seen Daniel Ricciardo in 15 years at this point. It's I'm only been 10 races without him on the circuit. And he's back from round 11. I did some scrolling through some memes mm. as a little bit of a catch up. And then... The, the funniest one was, imagine getting fired faster than Mazepin, and it was a photo of Nick DeVries. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Nick don't deserve that. <laughs> well, there was a photo of him and Toto having uh, lunch at Monaco yesterday. Oh, with Nick? Yeah, Toto and, Mon- and Nick at Monaco. Yep. So I, I told you he's getting a little 
collection of uh, unwanted drivers. I reckon Toto is just going to put him in another sport. His Formula One career is done. He's not good in Formula One. It which doesn't is a, suit him. No, so I, I actually read probably about five minutes ago before you decided to rock up how to best to describe Nick DeVries. He has had a plethora of Formula One experience as a test driver only. He went up against Nicholas Latifi and looked like a superstar and then was brought back to earth by Yuki Tsunoda and the shitty Alpha, Alpha Tauri. It is, <laughs> it's mind-blowing how it's like Yuki Tsunoda, who's a, a middle, middle-pack driver, not... Brilliant. I won't, I'm not going to say brilliant. He's shown more this year, but... He's tall for a Japanese man. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Five wow. Five's very tall for a Japanese person, I've learned. Okay. <laughs> that is... Because I remember you couldn't fit in the beds. Yeah, no, I didn't. Because your legs were hanging over the head. Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> very uncomfortable for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just... It's funny to kind of be... Bought into the limelight by Yuki Tsunoda, who is a middle-of-the-pack driver in a pretty dodgy car who's never really shown... Anything. Yeah, anything apart from, oh, you can clearly drive well enough to be in the sport. Mm. It's just interesting that, you know, that's that's the man who's now humbled your career. It's not like, you know, and I got there and I, I, just, I just couldn't beat Fernando Alonso. Mm. It's like Nick DeVries couldn't beat... Anyone. Yeah, not really... Man was finishing last every week, pretty much. And when he didn't, it was because cars crashed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing was, too, he's not a dangerous driver either. No. He's incredibly clean. Like, it's he's not a controversial choice. Like, Mazepin had been in the past. Or Latifi used to take a few people. And Stroll's still good for a crash every now and then. There was two of them in the past two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we, we, definitely. We've got some things to talk about. So, Nick DeVries has moved on. Fantastic news. Big dick Danny Rick. Is back in the seat. Yes. Let's have a little bit. Do you think he would have done better than Nick at the last previous two GPs if he was placed in even earlier? Danny, no, I think. So from all reports, what happened was, was about an hour into the test last night, Christian called Helmet and said, hey, this is actually really impressive. Like Danny's doing a really good job here. I'm very impressed. An hour later, Helmet calls Christian back and says, hey, I just fired Nick. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I have such a love-hate relationship with Helmet because F1 is Helmet's world and we just happen to live nearby. Yeah, like, exactly. Just shoots from the hip. Sometimes gold. Seb, yep. Max, Danny. Danny. Yep. Like, brilliant. Brilliant Weber again. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, actually, no. Weber's not a helmet marker prodigy. Oh, isn't he? Well, considering Red Bull started in two thousand five, Weber was dr- still driving for Williams. Williams. They just brought him back to the fold because Weber's career went Minardi, Jaguar, Williams, back to Jaguar. But halfway through that, it turned into Red Bull. Ah, okay. So. And then it was him and Coulthard, sort of doing the struggle years in a way. Yeah, build, building the team that then uh, Seb could come into and just dominate for four yes. years. Yeah, pretty much. So, oh, like, uh, if we actually look at all the the Toro Rosso AlphaTauri juniors, how many are actually successful? Because they're all through helmet. Those Toro Rosso ones. Ah, uh, look, not a lot. I can name two off the top of my three off the top of my head. So Max, Max, Seb, and Danny. Yep. Who else has come through? You had well, you had Sebastian Buemi. Where's he now? He's doing something. Is exactly. He? Uh, no, no idea. Scott Speed was one of the very first ones. Antonio Liuzzi was one of the first ones. Scott Speed was sacked before, just after the U.S. Grand Prix of the first year. <laughs> At least they let him. He's clearly an American, right? He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that they gave him that. Uh Sebastian Bourdais. Sacked. Um, Yuri Vips. Yuri Vips. Sacked. Racist. <laughs> he never made it to Toro Rosso, though. No, but he was in the. He's an academy he's driver. He's an academy driver. No, I'm talking about specifically those who graduated the academy, made it to Formula One via Toro Rosso or Alpha Tauri. Okay, Pierre is succeeding now. Succeed. Yeah, I guess so. Has a career still. Where still it has like a career. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Then Carlos Saints counts then. Yep, Carlos Saints. 
again, but these are people who found success specifically from leaving the program. Like, if yeah. they'd stayed and weren't picked up, they're done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Kvyat? No, he didn't have success no, I'm outside saying, of it. But he was, no, I'm saying he's a failure from the Red Bull program well, yeah, as well. He definitely is. Um, Left the sport a legend. Oh, definitely. The torpedo. Still, this is what we're getting back with Danny stepping in the fall. People get nicknames again. Yeah. Because everyone's just being their normal self. Mm-hmm. The last ten races, and now Danny's here just to screw everything up. You, can you imagine that press conference in Hungary next week? I don't normally watch press conferences. I might have to watch. I'm, Danny's I'm watching next week. this one. Yeah, yeah, it might be fun. It, the smile, man. I don't think there's a frame wide enough to fit them teeth. You could see it through the helmet. So when he put <laughs> his helmet on, you could just tell the man was smiling through it because he was just happy to be back in a race seat. His helmet design's going to be cool though. What's he going with? No idea yet, but. He's going to ha- always cool. Yeah, and he's back in a Red Bull, so you know it's going to be a Red Bull design with Alpha Tauri on it, and it's a Daniel Ricciardo helmet, so it's going to be like three wins in one. Oh, I just loved... Now, this is particularly jokes about the British GP, but all the posts of people being like, you know Danny would have put that on pole. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I love Daniel Ricciardo. I don't think he would have. No, <laughs> I don't think anyone's beaten in that Max. McLaren. Oh, yeah. No, even if even if he had that McLaren that was a rocket ship last weekend, he would not have he wouldn't have got done what Piastri or Norris did. Yeah, no, and I don't think so because it's just time spent doing the stuff. Yeah. Austria. So we we spoke about the incident. That that's the only incident I can remember from that race because it was a very boring race. It was a very boring. Actually, race. Actually, no. Sorry, wrong. That was the Silverstone race. I'm saying it's a boring race. Austria is known for one thing. It's the opera of the sport. Yeah, you get a penalty. You get a penalty. <laughs> penalty. Hey, Hamilton, you can have three penalties. <laughs> just like He should have got two extra five-second penalties for whinging so much. Yeah, just like radio protocols. Just like, shut up, man. Shut up. That that was I was going to bring that up next when you were like, yeah, I think that was the only thing that happened. I was like, not quite. It yeah, was no, I just, forgot about the penalty of fun. It's just constant. And, and it, it was, didn't last until after the race as well. Like, didn't they just keep chucking? Yes. Fight? Oh. Yes. Normally, like we've seen races where it is very, very difficult to kind of find out the actual who's finished where. Yeah. You know, crashes, penalties. This one took a while. You. I still don't even know. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I know who won. That's going to get me through this weekend. And it was turn nine and 10 in particular. Yeah. The last two yeah. very fast right hand sweeping corners in the lead up to the main straight and then the one before that. Yeah. And it makes sense why they were getting track limited thing there. But at the same time, just slow down a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. What What's what's going to stop? You're not catching Max, so what's the point? And it, it really paid dividends for those who were clean drivers, like your Norris's, your Fernando's, your Max's. Name a penalty they copped. Not one. No. No, I can't None. think of anything they copped. Nick DeVries probably didn't cop a penalty because uh, he can't drive fast enough. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I'm not at Max G, so I'm probably going to make this corner. Yeah. I have seen some very, very crazy solutions on the internet for fixing this. I don't know if you saw the edit of someone who just was like, oh, here's how we fix it, and just photoshopped in a concrete barrier the whole way around it. They're like, done. I mean, that would fix it. It would fix it, but then it's also a street circuit, which we don't Don't like. like. No, I know. I like the runoff. Here's how you fix it. It's very simple. Make them do a drive-thru. The moment after the first five-second penalty. Yeah, yeah. Just literally make them do a drive-through for every consecutive, like every... Consecutive is right. Yeah, consecutive penalty after the first initial five-second because I guarantee you after that first drive-through, they ain't fucking doing it again. I I highly doubt they're doing it again. The other solution I've seen posited, and it's one that I like, is also just like, get the gravel out. Put gravel right on the edge. It's hella dangerous. Oh, definitely. It's going to look cool, though. <laughs> it's going to look fantastic. Well, do we want to talk about the the one who was the constant? Yes. It was Hamilton. Hamilton yes. couldn't control his car. And no, not at all. You could hear Norris on the radio. It was like, he go, he's gone off again. And he's was his race engineer. was like, just report it every time. 
And Norris turned around and said, I'm not doing this every lap. Yeah, he said, I'm not going to talk the whole race or something along those lines. But yeah. Essentially like, no, we just he's doing it literally every lap. And then after Hamilton copped his penalty, anytime he ran behind anyone and they took the slightest too much in that corner. <laughs> did I get a penalty? And did he get a penalty? Where's his penalty? Why do I get a penalty? Fucking every word he says is a lie. <laughs> Especially in a race car. Oh, I fucking hate him sometimes. And th- and that's what it's such a love hate relationship we have with him because it's like you're brilliant. Stop talking sometimes, man. It's okay. Your legacy is golden. No one can take those championships away from those you. six world championships away. <laughs> I'm sure he cheated for one of them. I don't remember. I can't remember. We did do that big breakdown of when it was uh when they were contemplating taking maxes off and we we're like, well, why don't we do every single one then? Yeah, and then we we quickly looked at how much drama is in F1 and we were like, there's going to be 70 titles changing hands. We're not yeah, doing exactly. that. We're not doing that. Uh, yeah, Hamilton is still a good driver, but couldn't piece everything together that weekend. I think the car was fine because George seemed to be doing... No, there was something with Hamilton's car because Toto had to come over numerous times and said... Hamilton, we know the car's shit. Just get it home. And yeah. when Toto comes over the radio and is like that to you, you know you're you're in the wrong. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's what he's massive. Hmm. Like I'm not saying shit to Toto. No, he is a genuinely intimidating man. He's a scary man. And is he Austrian? He is Austrian. Yeah, yeah. but that Austrians area, scare me. There are yes. I can name two that really scared me. <laughs> Historically speaking, there are two that have scared me. <laughs> one of them's Toto Wolf. <laughs> and the, the other one is, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, look, it was very surreal to hear Toto come out and clap down on Hamilton. Normally, he's doing it to George, which is very, very entertaining, and I implore him to do it every race. I wish. Could oh. you just imagine? Every race, you just get a George uh, radio over George. George, shut up and drive. <laughs> no, George. Valtteri didn't turn into you. You took him out. <laughs> Except for that time, Valtteri also took out everybody else. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I got a good one. George, if you don't shut up, I'll bring Valtteri back. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I miss seeing Valtteri near the top of the grid. I miss Valtteri in the Mercedes. I do, yeah. A hundred percent. Because we don't see him anymore. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. He's like, too far in the back, and that Alfa Romeo sucks. It, it's and it's not getting better. No, it's not. So McLaren has improved an insane amount. Now it's a one race, so we don't know if it's going to be long lasting. But uh, after just watching it and doing a little research on it, I think McLaren is going to be good at high speed tracks because where McLaren fails is in the low speed corners. And they don't believe what they've upgraded for Silverstone will translate to fixing their low speed. They're not 100% sure of it. But even the drivers are like, yeah, we're not 100% on slow corners just yet. Okay. So it's going to be a a track-by-track thing. It's definitely going to be a track-by-track. It's the same as the Mercedes and the same as the Astons. The Astons, compared to the McLarens, Astons are really good in low corners but suck at high speed. Hence, Barcelona and Silverstone were two of their worst races. And that took me a little bit by surprise watching Fernando hover 9th, 8th, 10th. But it makes sense knowing that the, the Aston have nailed this slow corner, you know, and most of the tracks they have a lot of slow corners and that's where the Aston ex- excels. Poor McLaren, it fails in that. And that's why McLaren's been at the back for most of the races. In the high-speed races, that's where you've seen Norris do Norris things. And he has been, and this... Is very difficult for me to say. I can imagine. No, I've got hate for him after what he said over the weekend. We'll get to that right after this. He raced really good <laughs> at Silverstone. I can I can attest that he did race really well, especially when the team put him on hards when everyone was around on him on softs. Still managed to do well. Yep. Only what dropped one or two positions? No, didn't drop a single one. It was right at the end of the race. Had already he held- lost. Yeah, he, before that. He uh he held Hamilton off on softs, made Hamilton wear out his softs to the point where Hamilton was like, I'm done. I can't <laughs> I can't get past him. And it was the same for George. Uh Piastri held him out and George couldn't get past him. It I, was a tactical decision by McLaren because they know their tire wear sucks 
and it turned out to be the right one. And McLaren's normally okay with strategy. It's not a team that we traditionally bash regularly for strategy. No. I remember that the last time we actually had a genuine discussion about their strategy was when Lando went against it in Russia like two and a half years ago. Yeah. That's the last time I remember being like, that was a really dumb decision. And it had less to do with the strategy and more to do with Lando being like, no, no, I think I can still do this. It didn't it, work. It, it, it did bring a great meme out, though, that, that whole situation of... Lance, do you think you can keep going on this? Yes. Spins out. Spins out on the next corner. <laughs> Literally. The next but this corner. is also the man who's crashed on the formation lap more than once. <laughs> <laughs> what did Lando say over the weekend that rustled your jimmies? It rustled my jimmies because he said, oh, man. a callback. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't said that in about 20 years. He said it was a real honor to share the podium with Max and the eight-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton. Ooh, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> and then he was asked eight times, and he goes, yes, in my opinion, 2021 was Lewis's. I told you I hated him for a reason. I hate him too. Finally, I, for years, <laughs> this is vindication. I, I told you, these fucking British people are sooks. Oh, it does, it speaks hand over fist. You go to the cricket, they're sooks about the Bearstow wicket. They're sooks in this regard because they're all Team LH. Fuck Team LH. <laughs> yeah, I've had, en- I've had enough with... Uh... I've got another Team LH story for you that happened. Okay. Go, shoot. What do you got? Lewis put a photo on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and it was, he was at a restaurant with all his friends, and it, everyone noticed that Lewis had no food in front of him. So you know what Team LH did? They went and found the restaurant. They then went on their website and found their menu and looked through it, and they realized that there's no vegan option. So can you imagine what Team LH did? Yeah, yep, yep. I And the vegan Team LH guys, <laughs> they can get fucked double. Because I, not I would only, say rather militant group of people. <laughs> rather not militant. Only, not only were they bitching about Hamilton not being allowed to eat, they then had to put in there, yeah, being a vegan, I had to fuck it. I have to eat before I go out because no one can provide me a vegan option. Guess what, motherfucker? Veganism isn't healthy. It can be. So no. It can be. Science has proven it's shit for you. Meat's We're not good. science. We're not doing science on this show, man. We aren't scientists. We can't do I'm it. I'm getting this cancelled by saying <laughs> vegans are fucking dumb. As someone who was plant-based for years, I think I've got a, a perspective on this. And it's actually far more agreeable to what you're saying than I think you're go- expecting. I was plant-based for, what, two, three years before I moved up here. In the country, like rural Australia, where it's a beef and sheep producing region. Yeah, where so, you should be having fucking steaks. Right. So anyway, I went, I went plant-based for a couple of years, and it was very, very simple in my mind. This is my decision. I am choosing to eat in a style that I want. No business owner has to provide anything for me just because of my singular choice. So when we'd go out to like a steakhouse for dinner, I would have already eaten like a salad or something at home. And I'd just get like chips or onion rings and be fine with that and just hang out with my mates because that's what you go out for dinner for, to spend quality time with people. Lewis is an adult. He can fight his own battles. He's a very smart human being. Team LH, just woo up, please. It was a Team LH meltdown for the century because then they brought up, they brought up the fact that his dog is also vegan. I'm like, that's animal cruelty. Yeah, that's the part that I really, really struggled with where people are like, you know, he lives like this. I'm like, human choice. This is my- Roscoe should be allowed to eat meat. Yeah, and also Team LH, leave Roscoe alone. <laughs> he's an innocent dog. He has no idea what's happening because he's a dog. And we're both dog people. Yeah, I like dogs. But they don't speak English. <laughs> Except for one. One sort of dog. Copper dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the copper dogs. <laughs> should, we, should we get back to talking about Formula One? Okay, so anything else we want to delve into in regards to Austria in particular? I'm trying to remember if anything else controversial happened. Didn't Ocon get like three penalties? Ocon. Or, or someone got three penalties. They got 
they got a five second penalty, and then they didn't serve it correctly. So that means they got a ten second penalty, and then they got another five second penalty or some shit. I feel like it was either Ocon or fucking Sonoda. It was one of those two. I think it was Sonoda because we might be confusing that with Ocon at the start of the year, where that exact situation happened to him in race one <laughs> or two. Yeah, but isn't it nice that Ocon, to welcome Gasly to the team, took the meme of most penalised driver off him? Yes. Yep. And we they should continue that. It's Ocon, bro. There's no competition. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happening. It's happening. No, nothing too controversial happened. It was just a relatively, except, except for Lewis having to blow up on the radio and the penalties, it was actually a relatively standard Grand Prix weekend. Yeah, Max got out in the lead and never looked like getting beat. I... I'm enjoying it. now. I'm not. I, there needs to be competition. There's no competition at the moment. I think this is my last year of riding the Max train. I think I just want one more championship and then I'm going to switch it up and be a long-suffering F1 fan again. Because I was a long-suffering Max fan, so watching Lewis just trounce him left, right and centre for what? Six or seven, you fucking losers, years. <laughs> well, no, because it wasn't in a row. There's a gap. Because, well, Nico took one, and then he won his first one in, like, 08. Yeah, with McLaren. Yeah. But, yeah, that was it. It was it was basic. And then we came to Silverstone. There's yeah. something I want to point out about this. Isn't it very funny that the two most popular drivers had their home races, or, like, semi-home for mm. Max uh, races? It's just one easier after- for the Dutch to get there. Yeah, it's right next door. It's just walk down the hill. Yeah, exactly. It's Europe. Europe is a small place. When you come from Australia, Europe's incredibly small. It really is. Uh, your whole continent fits in our country. <laughs> so, except for Russia. If you take Russia out of it, yeah, you, you can take Russia you, out. You got to squidge it. Like we're doing some plate tectonics here. It's okay, not fair enough. Physically real, but it fits. Um, and then we went to Silverstone. Fantastic race track. Terrible location. It is a bad location, isn't it? Just. Because there's too many palms there. Yeah, put it in France. That'd be a fucking great French GP. <laughs> <laughs> and famously, French and English people, very friendly. Historically speaking. Historically speaking. <laughs> Except for nearly a thousand years of war non-stop. But apart from that. Apart from all the fun things. Very, very close friends. <laughs> Susan, I... I love the track. I think it is it's beautiful a, to drive. You know what I like about Silverstone? I genuinely do. It's how wide the track is. You can fit in every corner, even if you're not meant to, two cars wide through it. Yep, and most, three. Yes. And there's certain corners, like Cops, where you can create cause mass murder. Didn't happen this year. You know, I, I was shocked it didn't. There was, there was times when Lando went through cops and he had someone on the inside. I'm just like, this could happen to poor Lando. But then Lando said what he said, and I was like, I wish it did happen to Lando. <laughs> I want to talk about Now, you do not have to get involved in this part of the conversation because I know you don't like it. I want to talk about Oscar. It was his best race weekend. That's all you need to say. Yeah, and, and the only other point I want to highlight is when the McLaren's been struggling at the back, he has been in very, very close pace to Lando every race. Now that the cars were a lot quicker, that scaled very, very well. Mm. So, Look, it, It's justified McLaren's decision to dump Danny. I still don't agree with it, but it justified it. I didn't even think about it in that perspective. You are correct. I was just going to say, it's like this kid has serious chops. Like If you're still not sold on him, Silverstone I'll- should have showing you that this kid is a lot better than that car's letting him be. I'm not saying he's a bad driver. I just don't like the situation and how he got his drive. Oh, that wasn't directed at you. That was directed at anybody else. I know your opinion very well. And I also sort of... I do... I, I, I half agree. I'm still dirty about it. I think that's why I'm we're so st- stoked Danny's back. Yeah, because, because Danny deserved to have a race this year. Now he's getting 12. <laughs> it's working out so well for him. Also... Why we were having a little hiatus. Calendar for next year dropped. I haven't even looked at it. It's their first attempt at regionalization. Oh, God, this is going to look like shit then. We'll bring it up, and I kind of want to run you through a little bit of my take on it. Yes, clearly the countries that don't have enough money to influence the FIA have been regionalized. All the ones with a shit ton of cash have got the weekend they wanted. It is semi-regionalized. 
Have a look. I'm trying to... There's, there's the app. I was looking for the fucking F1 app. I'm like, why Why can I see the F1 race guide? And I'm like, wait, it's a Formula 1 app, not the F1 app. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little bit fiddly. It's just... Where the fuck's the calendar? I'm probably going to have to search for it. This is all getting cut then. That's right. Leave dead air. No, fuck that. <laughs> Say controversial things. Their calendar. I'm just Googling it. This is fucking... Yeah, there we go. Fuck, how hard is it just to bring that up? All right. 2024 calendar. Wow, that's actually fucking early. Yeah. February 29th. Shit. So that's Bahrain gets the first round. And then, what, a week later you get fucking Saudi Arabia. Yep, Jeddah. Then we go to Australia. Yep. Japan, China. I guess they're all relatively close-ish. That's pretty good. But what you'll notice then, is... Then Miami. Yep. There's some outliers. Why? Then you go to Europe and then back to Canada. That's stupid. Money. I guess that's, that. uh, that's what I'm saying. It move looks Canada like- to where the Imola is and move Imola down one, have Monaco a week later. Yeah. Perfect solution. So that's what I mean. It's funny that this is their first regionalization one, but you can clearly... Look at it and go, oh, well, clearly the Miami GP Corporation has billions more dollars than everyone else because they went, no, no, we'll do it this weekend. Thank you. And Shakira's not free next weekend. She can't make it. (laughs) Will I am on tour, so it has to be this week. (laughs) Well, speaking of, why the fucking fuck is Azerbaijan where it is? And then you go to Singapore and then you go to the US leg and then you're back in the middle. I hate that they're finishing it in the Middle East again. It's just start in the Middle East and in the Middle East. Just have all four Middle East in one hit. Get it over and done with. Money. Fuck the money. Money. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate this. I don't like this in the slightest. Yeah, because it's it's no real difference to what we're currently having. It cuts it down by... Move Singapore up where in between fucking Japan, China, and Australia because it's less... If you're going to regionalize it, regionalize it properly. Don't fucking do this. This is <laughs> stupid. I knew, I knew it would roll you up because when I read it, I was like... This is also, isn't it the most F1 attempt at fixing something you've ever seen? This is such a piss poor attempt. <laughs> at any any of this. Like this is so dumb. So do a full read through for the listeners if they haven't seen okay, it. Okay, so you start in Bahrain, then you go to fucking Saudi Arabia, then you come to the best country in the world, then you go to Japan, then China, then you fly to fucking Miami, go back to Europe for two weeks because you got Imola and then Monaco, then you go to Canada. Like a week later. Yep. Maybe two. Then you go to back to back to Europe. So there's some more fucking carbon bullshit or whatever they want to call it. You go to Spain. Then you go to Austria, United Kingdom, Hungary, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, Azerbaijan. You know what? That's the best. That's the good run. That's the good run. That's the good run. You're not going to have too much, what, what do they call it? Carbon emissions. emissions. Yeah. There's not many carbon emissions there. Then you fly to fucking Singapore. <laughs> Then you go to the US, go to Mexico, Brazil. Then you go to fucking Las Vegas. You know what? I'll give that credit, but you should have Vegas after USA and then just do a rundown. The rundown. Yep. And start in Canada. Yeah, top to bottom. And then you go to Qatar and then you finish in Abu Dhabi, which the first two corners are great. The rest is shit. And even then, the first two corners aren't even that good in comparison. It's the only two good bits of the track. And keep in mind, this starts February 29th. So you probably got testing a week before that, yeah? Yep. Fucking final round is the 6th to the 8th of December. Yeah, it's a one-month break, pretty much. What's the fucking point? Too technically, but there's still all like the off-season shit to cover. There's a, it, It's massive. It's this makes, massive. This makes being a journalist and also having a full-time job very difficult. It does. Because like, we like that off season break because we can take some time away and redevelop the show. Now we don't have time to do that because as soon as Abu Dhabi finishes, <laughs> we have Christmas and then we have to start producing content by the sound of it. Yeah, fantastic. And like we love the sport, but I would rather, and this opinion has changed over time. A couple of years ago, I was like, no, more's better, more's better, more's better. And then we actually got involved in being adjacent to the sport in some form of a production model. We're not involved with F1. We just talk about it. But I would rather see 16 to 17 brilliant racing tracks and leave it at that. 
you know what I'd do? I'd I'd stop. I'd I'd cut four out, and I'd put them on rotation. So I'd put the the four Middle Eastern circuits. They're on a rotation, and you only do two a year because no one likes any of their tracks except for Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain th- stays. The other three is like, well, Bahrain's the other awesome. Th- <laughs> the other three actually can just do a rotating. Yeah. Every year you get a second one once every three years, and after the fourth year you've done all, all four of them. Fuck them. Uh, Monaco gets a pass because it's a great, great it's spectacle. Monaco stays. You know it's what? Monaco. Hungary can fuck off. It's a worse version of Monaco. Yeah, and Zandvoort can also fuck off. It's a worse version of Hungary. I like driving in a simulator around Zandvoort. But I you can't don't, pass. Yeah, I don't like watching the race. I mean, I could pass on the game, but that's because damage is set to zero and I've got ghosting on, so I'm just going to see you in hell, boys. I can't comment on Vegas yet, but as far as I'm concerned, it can fuck off <laughs> because it's a street circuit. After this year, Danny gets one shot at Vegas, then it goes. That's what we didn't speak about too. Danny gets to race in Vegas. Means got it. Lewis got Miami. Fernando doesn't get what he wants. Oh, I wish he did. It would make the sport better. It really would. It, it's unfortunate because we are stuck in that thing where it's like the budget cap is that halfway measure between allow because there's, there's really two camps. It's like there's the racing fans who want to just see ultimate competitive racing, but then you've got like the tech heads of the sport who view this as like a a premier science endeavor as well because it is our hybrid model cars that a lot of people drive today come from technology developed by F1 teams. Yeah, I know. But if I want to learn about cool science stuff, I'm probably going to go watch a video on YouTube with a cool scientist like James or Nui or read their books, right? That that literature's out there. I think I would rather just see better racing. Yeah. I, I At this point. As much as I've already earlier said I just want to see Max keep dominating this year, if I could flick a switch and just level the playing field, I think that'd also be pretty good. You know what I'd level? I'd level the engines. I'd say you can have a max output of this many kilowatts. Your horsepower can be a max of this. You know, I I just streamline it all like that. They can develop the same engine, but they all have to hit these output targets. Which is how it used to be. Which is what they should do. And after that, everything else about the cars then comes into play. Then it comes down to your aerodynamics and your chassis design. It comes down to how you set your car up and stuff. And then it becomes more... Yes, that's actually how they should do it. Fernando should get his wish. Equal engines for everyone. Every manufacturer makes an engine, but it's all limited the same way. Which is also similar to NASCAR's development, isn't it? In a way, yeah. But they, they, their whole car is... It's the same it's as a brick. V8. Yeah, it's a brick. No, no. They, they, they have to stick within parity rules. It's the same as the V8s. Okay, yeah. So you've got your Camrys and your... Fucking Chevy, Chevy, yeah, the Fords, whatever. You've got your cars. You got your four cars in NASCAR, and you got your two cars in V8, and they they have to stick to a parity agreement. Yeah, basically, and the cars are basically the same thing, and it comes down to the drivers. Whereas Formula One, what they should do is just have the engine itself. All right, this is what we agreed on. This is what the engine should output at all times. Build a car around it because the engine is far more controlled. Yeah, let's let's control the engine and have the rest be fine. I like that. I'm okay with that. We fix Formula One. Again, every week. Just hit after hit. (laughs) 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 It's got to be a hard job, though. Like, it's got to be... Trying to run this sport's got to be mental. I agree. Yep. Like, I don't... I don't envy anyone. I don't really like Ben Suleiman. He seems just so awkward. He's so awkward. (laughs) That whole end of year thing with, like, Christian. Mm. Oh, my Lord. One sec. Uh, I've chopped her there. She's got one. She got what I needed to mention. Comfy. Yeah. Back to <laughs> back to Silverstone. So I guess the big, really the big thing about it is McLaren came off the top ropes and absolutely pasted a lot of the other teams from your technical analysis from earlier. Yeah. They, they, they also had a new livery that is remarkably controversial. Why is it controversial? They should keep it. I liked it. I liked it too, but... What have they done wrong? So you had you had the old school McLaren fans be like, oh, it's not chrome enough. And then you had the new pastel, as I like to call them, or neon McLaren fans be like, 
why'd you get rid of the matte black? <laughs> it was just, it's exactly what you'd expect in F1. Okay, I can fix that in a heartbeat. Put the chrome over the orange and bring the matte black back. Done, fixed. Look, that looks sick. That'll look terrifying in your rear mirrors. Can you imagine that? Yeah, but it'll look cool, so do it. Yeah. Get rid of the orange and bring back the chrome. Yeah, I the chrome looked Dope. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I was looking at it, I was watching it, I was like, fuck, that car looks cool. What car is that? Oh, it's a McLaren. Ugh. Piastri. <laughs> Ugh. Norris. How dare you? <laughs> For one, I completely agree with your other statement. And I want to make that very clear. Don't tweet at me about it. <laughs> Speaking of tweets, you had a question that you were meant to answer in the two episodes that you didn't do. Okay, well, I'll answer it right now. Jacko, my boy. What are your thoughts on Adrian Newey winning close to 20% of all F1 races? Also, another thought for your next episode that you never did. He didn't say that bit. <laughs> you added that last bit. <laughs> I did add that, but he did say also for your next episode. If sustainable fuel works well in 2026, should F1 return to the Scream in V10s or V8s? I will answer the second question first. You bet your fucking ass they should return to the screaming. I... Heaven and hell may not be real, but if hell is real, I know what it sounds like. A V10 engine with a blown diffuser. <laughs> That's, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go and just listen to that for eternity. It is. <laughs> if you open my YouTube app, you, Andy, or Chunky, if you open my YouTube app and you look at one of my most like search bar, you hit it in, it is literally blown diffuser V10 sound. It's a good search. Sound. So... If the sustainable fuel works, yes, I would love to see go back to the non-hybridized engines. I think the technology is cool, and it it is has changed the way that motor vehicles in this world operate. Toyota was one of the biggest benefactors of that. Those guys have taken over the hybrid vehicle market. Yeah, bring bring back or. I'll even sit with this. Make the cars a kilo heavier and just put a noise machine on the back, please. <laughs> but, like, how good does this sound? That's the blonde. Diffu- how good? How good? How good? Do you remember when Fernando drove his championship car around the track and it was so loud that it was blowing the mics out on the other side? And Lewis is doing the interview and yeah. he goes, how good does that sound? They- I don't know what about that noise is, but it hits us at almost a supernatural level. Like, you get goosebumps. Those cars are so loud that historically in the grandstands, everyone has either earmuffs or earplugs or both. They're that loud. Fuck that a bit. They're just enjoying it and blowing my ears up. Oh, you know what? If I go deaf after that, that's Worth okay. It. I like looking at pictures as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, whatever. I mean, we would be able to listen to podcasts, but... This is the only one I need to listen to. Yeah, and we talk on it. <laughs> I tell you what, if we do go deaf, the audio quality will definitely go down. Well, if I go deaf, the audio quality <laughs> yeah, will yeah. go down. Yep. Uh, in regards to your first question about Adrian Newey, I have a couple of thoughts on this. Adrian Newey is clearly one of the most innovative and special designers of motor vehicles the world has ever seen. Yep. And I don't think that can ever be taken away from him. Nope. Winning 20% of a premier class class from your work and his team's work, but you're the visionary of this. I think it's fantastic. He's also aging. So I think if he had done this really, really early in his career, my opinion would be different. Adrian's not going to be around in this sport designing cars forever. He's probably looking more closer to retirement than he is not. Exactly. And nine other teams are on the grid going, can we have our retirement party yet already? We want to have the party that he's gone. Yep. Yep. And they are like, as much as we, we focus on the team principles and this and that, the, the car it, designers are the most important people in that team. And the, the best one is Adrian. So I have so much respect for what he's able to do and the brain and how he uses it to design these cars. Unfortunately, he's so good, it's actually a detriment to the enjoyment of the sport. And that's where my second path goes. Without Adrian, I think F1 would have been a more competitive sport since his arrival. Do I think we would have seen the insane development of these vehicles that we've had? No. No. I think the quality of the racing would be more enjoyable to watch, but it wouldn't be this technical masterpiece that we have where these cars are so on the limit and that Red Bull is so put together. 
And same for the Mercedes team who put together the, the like the W14. Wasn't it the W12? 12, that one. And you the know, W11. The 14's this year and the 13's in the bin. Okay, so yes, 11, 11. That insane, insane. The one that just won pretty much everything. Yep. It was very rare for anyone else to get a win. Yeah. It's like the RB19. Exactly. So like, do, do I think we would have seen cars of that caliber? Not as frequently. However, I think we would have seen far more dominance from Mercedes because whatever they were putting together was brilliant in that original non-ground effect turbo hybrid era. They yeah. nailed that. And that that's my take on Adrian Rui. I would love at some point in my life to sit down and have a conversation with the man because I think he's infinitely fascinating. I mean, you're not wrong. When he does finish up, I think the sport is going to be shaken up more than what the engine regs and the ground force has done. I think you're right. Yep. What's your stance? I think you have the right to answer both Chunky's questions as well because those are brilliant questions to think on. Well, obviously bring back the V10. Not the V8, the V10. Yeah, it has to be V10. has to be V10. If you can have more cylinders, do it. And Nui, same same point as you, except I'd say without him, the sport would be very much more competitive, which is probably a good thing. But then we wouldn't have the rocket ships we have. There are people out there with the, the capabilities of creating a rocket ship, but when they're chasing what it is right now, it's... It doesn't lead to the innovation that we have. We would would have had if he wasn't around. Yes, and I think a lot of the technical regulations we've seen in the last 10, 15 years have been about clamping down on the dominance of certain designers. Mm-hmm. And that that's an aspect that needs to be thrown into the equation that a lot of the technical directives that come out about you know making the cars more like this or having synchronous parts across cars because of certain cars, you've got that list of parts that have to be identical. Yeah, I know. I think without Adrian, we would see your solution to F1 naturally have developed. Yeah. Because it would have been like, well, please do whatever the hell you want because we're all, everyone's sort of good at one thing and struggling with this other thing. Now with this rocket ship model of car that we have where it's just like, oh, we can't beat it. You've got everybody. It's got to be an impossible task, right? You're, you're a chief technical officer. I wish. And your boss is someone like Lawrence Stroll. And Lawrence wants results. And you've spent the last year and a half creating a design philosophy, implementing it, wind tunnel time, realizing that even though your car is still pretty damn fucking good, the Ferrari, pretty damn fucking good car. I wouldn't say that this year. That car sucks this year. It does. But if you take Red Bull out of the equation. They're more in it. They're more in it. Same with the Aston. That's still a pretty damn decent car. I know. But the Red Bull's just so much better. And then you're sitting there as the technical officer. The boss comes in and goes, I need you to make it more like the Red Bull, which completely goes against your entire design philosophy. So it's not as easy as just going, oh, well, if we do the same floor, everything needs to be changed. And that's such a brutal system to work under where you're having to do incremental developments to fundamentally change the core design philosophy of your vehicle. I know. Over time, brutal. So I love Adrian Newey. I'm going to really love when he retires as well. Mm. I think you're right. Anyway, so <laughs> this is the first time I think you've ever gone, yeah, bro, I have no comments. I don't have a comment. So, Silverstone, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, no, I don't I don't really think so. I um, I enjoyed it. You're not going to mention about how Alexander Albon put a Williams in P9 and drove, oh, you, drove yes, the, the, the qualifying. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I'm not talking about qualifying. He finished in like ninth or eighth. Yeah, he did. He finished with points, which was insane. In a shit car. He beat both yeah. the Ferraris. Yeah. It, it, no one beats Ferrari like Ferrari, first of all. <laughs> I, I don't care how many seconds you beat them by. No one can beat them harder than they do themselves. Than they do themselves. Which is also a fair state. No one beats me harder than I beat myself off as well. But <laughs> you saying Aaron's not that good? How dare, how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> that's that's knife goes in the front, motherfucker, not the back. <laughs> uh, I. Is there a single F1 fan out there who doesn't like Alex Albon? And if there is someone out there listening who doesn't like Alex Albon, go You're watch wrong. NASCAR. 
You inbred kid. Nah. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Actually, speaking of NASCAR, did you see anything from the Chicagoland Speedway? Oh, street circuit. And who won it? No, no. I have... He's someone you know very well. Someone I know very well. Is it Kiwi? Well. Lawson. No. No? A Kiwi. Hold on. He might be known as the Giz. Shane Van Gisbergen debuted and won the fucking thing. Okay, to put it in perspective, we're talking about an Australian supercar driver who is from New Zealand. And he's a friend of Max. He's also, he is the Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton combined of supercars in Australia. The NASCAR guys were saying that this kid, well, Shane, is probably better than them in the same machinery because of how well he drove that NASCAR. And Shane can drive Everything. Yeah. And rally. He's won rallies before. Not WRC, but he's run one rally style mm. events before. He's the most dominant force in supercars. Hasn't won as much as Scott McLaughlin, who's now in IndyCar. And he can fucking stay there. Yeah, and he's he's just there. <laughs> he's just he's just hanging around in there too. Sorry, I, I brought it up before, I need to bring it up again. Please watch IndyCar. It has the best Named race driver of all time that I've ever heard, Stingray Rob. You love Stingray Rob. Is that not the best? It's <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> the best, Stingray Rob. And bro, he gets fucking taken out all the time. Of course. <laughs> so you see the green car. Just it's the thing about green cars in F one. They get just in, in motorsport. Remember in supercars, whenever there was a green car at Bathurst, it would roll. Yep. This green car, man, I've watched three or four IndyCar races this year, and in all of them, it's like, oh, my car, and Stingray's off! It's just smashed to pieces on the side of the road. So SVG won the Chicago Street yeah. race. And all the drivers were like, man, he's years ahead of us. He knows what he's doing in this car. Like, they were all super, super impressed. None of them could say his name right, <laughs> which was even funnier. But <laughs> I want to see... Shane and Max go up against each other one on one, yeah, in a and race, I, and I want to see it in, in equal up equal machinery and different equal machinery. And what I mean by that is, I want to see them in an open wheeler and a closed, yeah, and see if one gets up on the other. You know what it is? It's a, it's a race. You pit and you've got to change car. Yep. Oh yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm halfway so through the race. You got to change from one to the other, <laughs> and then. And then once that's all done, you have to hop on a push bike and just get up the yep. main straight the quickest. Oh, then Valtteri would win. <laughs> yeah, dude, Valtteri's good on the pushy too. I know. Can you imagine in three years' time where we're like, hey, look, we have some Tour de France news. Uh, Valtteri Bottas won. <laughs> It'd be nice to say Valtteri Bottas won something again. Yep. Yep, still the best nude in F1 history, hands down. Because it's the only one I've seen. He, d- he does it all the time now. <laughs> Every it's, chance he gets. He's just booty out. Yeah. <laughs> <Just, laughs> and... He is an Aussie. Well, now, no, because Danny's back on the grid. We don't need to count him anymore. I, I count him by Tiffany. Fair enough. And that's all I know about her, that she's one of us. Uh, she's well. a cyclist, so, you know, she's not really high on my life. <laughs> yeah, that's also, you know what, now that you point that out, a, such a love-hate relationship with push bikes in this country. <laughs> Fucking hate them. <laughs> and then, then you've got the Dutch who are like, push bike, best invention in the world. And you got the, the car was superfluous to the Dutch. Same with the Japanese. Most of them rode bikes. I think that's without helmets. It's just such an interesting place too, because you were saying that you can like smoke pretty much wherever the hell you want. Yeah, as long as there's a smoking room in the building, you can just go in the building and smoke. Like, so we we're at this hotel. There's a smoking room off to the side from the elevators. You walk in, the doors open, but guess what? The bottom and the top is completely open, so the smoke's just go- still going in there. It's like back in like the 70s and 80s where they had smoking and non-smoking sections on the plane that was separated by a curtain and the air conditioning cycled it all anyway. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, oh, non-smoking, please. And they're just sitting there just breathing it in anyway. You're still breathing it in anyway. <laughs> it's such, again, there's such an F1 solution. We're like, see? Cut. See? Ignore all the billowing. That's fine. That's normal. Okay. Well, what's our next race, mate? Hungry next week. I could it's take, most, it, or, I could take most, it or leave it. <laughs> no, it's going to be the most important hungry Grand Prix of all time. Because it's Danny's first race back. Oh, yeah. 
It, yeah. It's actually exciting to watch Hungry for once. Oh, yeah. And please, TV director. Just have him Just on. have him. We don't need to see anyone else. There's going to be no passing anyway, so just, just have it on that. Max has already won, so yeah. it's fine. Checo's starting the 17th. We know what's going to happen. Checo doesn't get our Q1 again. Let's... It's been five in a row. That's a lot. It'll be six in a row. Let's be real. Are you? Is that one of your predictions? Are we going six? Yeah, but we'll talk about it on the preview next week. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you very much for listening. Sorry we haven't been available. That is 100% my fault. I'm glad you admit it. Because it wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, I hadn't. It genuinely, Andy's completely innocent. This, as you are in most things. <laughs> uh, we're on social media. If you want us to answer your questions, please reach out. Thank you. Chunky for being very, very active with us. It does mean a lot. And sorry I didn't check Twitter. I hope you enjoy the answers. We're at Formula Bums on everything except for Twitter, which is at Bums Formula. Yep. You can also follow us at Bums on the Bench pretty much anywhere. That's our multi-sport with a heavy leaning towards NRL. Yeah. Sport. Uh, probably need to retract a few things we said on the last episode after last night. You. I said by 20. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but you still said Queensland by 20. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and yeah, reach out. Please, if you like other sports or you want a bit more of just us talking absolute dribble, that's the show for you. It's a bit more around, but we have another person on it, Josh. He's Coppity a dribbler. Gold. Man, it's just... It's dribble central. It's it's good. It's a fun one to listen to, even if you don't understand what we're talking about. And we'll see you next week for our preview of Hungry. Cheers, guys. See ya.